Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo, and today it's me and uh, my my little my little helper, Chris. <laughs> or are you are you the sound imp? <laughs> All that stuff he was doing. <laughs> we see, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in, in like five different languages, and then bird whistles. Yes, yes, the bird language. Absolutely, languages. yes. He, he was stuck in the bird language for sure. <laughs> um yeah santa just needs to get himself like uh alex the gray parrot and he'd be like alex what is this toy made out of <laughs> glass <laughs> anyway uh folks we're gonna be talking about the uh this is actually an adaptation uh it is a rankin bass 1985 uh film the life and adventures of santa claus mm-hmm um and uh th- this is an adaptation from the i believe it's 1902 let me let me check and see uh yes 1902 children's book uh of the same name uh written by none other than l frank baum or mm. mom baum or baum <laughs> he's he's been gonged um <laughs> and uh, uh so so i i have not read the book uh, I only ever found out about the movie, and uh, we're we're, talk- we're going to be talking about that for right now. Yeah. Um, but but so have, go ahead. Can I ask you, Carlo? Have you read any L. Frank Baum? I think I started reading like the first of the Oz books, but this is like when I was an adult, so I was like, mm. oh yeah, yeah yeah okay I'll get it. I'll get to it yeah. And it's like it's one of these things that I'll, I'll probably probably listen uh, you know like listen uh, probably read them at some point but you know just just for reference yeah but i've never really uh done it no neither have i and I, there's a part of me that wants to but then i realize there's like what like 50 some oz for, books? 14 14 uh oz books oh <laughs> as i okay. understand it. it it's it's a lot let's put that it is that a way. lot but but also i think that they're they're like a, they're like books in the sense that there were books back in you know beginning of the 20th century you know where it's like oh. you know probably no more than a, a like 200 pages or something like that right 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 yeah so okay. th- they're probably very short by current standards so that's true yeah uh anyway sorry go ahead mm-hmm. oh good so um so yeah i, I was i was a, a little bit intrigued by this i think i i ran across uh, someone talking about this online. I was like, let me check this out. And I looked it up and the, the like the character designs look, and I was like, holy shit, th- this is like, you know, I, I sort of like missed these um, sort of like stop motion mm-hmm. Christmas themed uh, things, you know, including what is it? Uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer with yes. the, uh, <laughs> the misfit, uh, the misfit elf and yes. um, who wanted to be a dentist instead of building toys Hermie. and all that stuff. It, was his name again? Hermie. Wasn't it Hermie? Hermie? Uh, you, my my memory is completely <laughs> gone on this. I just remember him being like a little twerp. <laughs> who yes. had like like yeah. like it, it. It is always funny to me that um they the the animation of them talking was so reminiscent. If you've ever seen like those clutch cargo style oh, yes. cartoons, yeah, just like the weird red lips, and you're like, that's yeah. not appetizing at all. <laughs> so this is this might this is a little sidetrack. Very brief sidetrack, but apparently the guy who performed the lips on Clutch Cargo said that, like, in order to, like, match the animation such as it was, 
they basically had to like strap his head into like a gear so that he couldn't move and it was just like excruciating for him <laughs> oh my god he had, he had to do like work under the ludovico technique he, or something. basically yeah <laughs> stop <laughs> stop please i was stop. cured all right um but anyway uh I, I I looked up the like I saw some stills from the, from the movie and I was like damn these character designs look look dope man yeah um so so let's let's talk a little bit about that because um, as I, like I understand to- it, you you watched this and you were able to to convince your daughter to watch it that's with right you? yes my seven year old daughter. Um, she, cause, uh, she was pretty nonplussed about it. <laughs> cause I was like, Hey, it's by the same people who did the, the red, uh, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. And we always have a blast watching that. She likes that. Uh, and this one, she was just kind of just like, Hmm. Okay. <laughs> like it was just, yeah. So it, not, not quite the reaction. Um, I actually had never heard of this one before. Um, yeah, until same. you had suggested it, um, which is weird because I feel like, there's so Rankin. If you go to their page, they have they've done they did so much. Like even like Easter Bunny stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they just never. It's like there's like the same three that just get rotated out. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Fun. Yeah, but yeah, yeah the, but but like to your point though, the designs are really really good. Um, I'm particularly thinking of like all the forest creatures, the mm-hmm. immortals, um, stuff like that. They, it's really imaginative um, and colorful. Um, and they're not afraid to get like pretty weird with it too, because yeah. like there's some, there, there are some like the, the, uh, I'm thinking particularly, I forget the name of the creatures who control animals. The guy who has the power to control animals. Oh, the, the nooks. Yeah. Peter the nooks. Yes. Peter he, Nook. <laughs> he he kind of has like a, like dinosaur bottom. Yep. <laughs> like he's yep. like a dinosaur centaur. <laughs> He's a, a dinotar. <laughs> dinotar, yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, he he was he was really cool. I mean, like like uh what is it the 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 great uh, what is it the the supreme woodsman. Uh, the great ack. The great ack uh, yes. who, who apparently is a he he is the the father or the grandfather of Kathy from Yes, the comic. I was I was, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that all all through the movies like <laughs> Hack, why hack exactly? Um, but but one of the things that like uh, he looks great. Uh, mm. The the nymphs like like one of the things that was really stood out to me about the designs is that more so than any other one of these uh, things that they worked on, this one definitely looked like they they did like sell animation like in their regular style, mm-hmm. and then said make that three D. And they mm. carved it to those specifications because I don't know if you saw, if you noticed, like specifically, there's a couple of the little, I guess, sprites or fairies or something. There's a couple of them that have like these weird, like um, somewhat froggy looking mouths. And they have that same sort of like um, waviness that you see in like uh, the way that they drew like the orcs or the goblins mm. in. Mm-hmm in um in like the hobbit or whatever right yeah where where it looks the, it looks sort of like a weird like have you ever seen like a when a snake moves its lips around yes i i know what you mean yeah, yeah. yeah so it looks it looks sort of like that but puffier and rounder because obviously they're 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 trying to go for an effect right mm-hmm. uh but here it's like it's rendered in you know, like in a model in a 3d model and it's like it it's really odd uh, but it's also like fascinating because it, it is totally like they 3D printed out their 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 cell animation and said, "There you go." Yeah, the the, the skill on display in, in, as you say, the sculpting and crafting of, of the figures is like probably the the height of the height of what Rankin Bass had ever done. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, as much as we love Rudolph, it, it's most of its charm comes from how a little bit janky everything mm-hmm. kind of looks. Yep, yep. Um, and this just looks really, really impeccable. Um, and it's especially cool because, um, as you say, the great act, he's like this, like, the scales are all kind of weird, too. Like, so uh, obviously there's Santa Claus, who's like normal human size. 
But then all the immortals are like, you know, got to be what, 12 feet tall or something like that. And well, so, like, I, mean, the- I think Ak is the one that is the largest, right? He, okay, he is definitely yeah. like like 12 to 14 feet tall. Or yeah. Something and, and he looks it. And, and like they do a good job of keeping that scale like that mm-hmm. in proportion so that he's all constantly towering over everybody. Um, and uh, he, he's a really cool design. Like cause he, he's. He called what is he called the woodsman of the world or something like that? Yeah, but, like like the supreme woodsman of the world or something. Yeah, like that. but um, he 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 could have you know, if you just a little bit of tweaking he would would have made a perfect Gandalf. Oh, absolutely! You took the words right out of my mouth because like he definitely has that Gandalf look, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, except that he's got like a weird head uh, headdress or like head covering that looks wooden, but also like weird antlers um not they they don't look exactly like antlers they look like yeah. they're trying to approximate antler a, an mm-hmm. antler like shape which is right. cool you know i i, mm-hmm. I like that yeah um, well I, and i think um it, so like the, the, there's a whole lot of uh, i mean the, this is basically just straight up a fantasy story that just mm-hmm. happens to have santa claus in it yep um which is that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, what was um what was that uh not quite that recent, but I think it was like in the 2010s. There was a, there was one of those animated uh, CGI animated ones where it was basically this same idea, right? Because they they all live all these immortals uh, live mm-hmm. in like the the forest of Burzee, which mm-hmm. is like uh, I guess like a, a forest that no one's ever found yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not exactly in the North Pole. Uh, it's never mentioned that it's in the North Pole, but it's right. like outside of like people haven't found it or they can't find it. I'm not entirely sure. They don't, yeah. they don't get into it either. It doesn't really matter. No. Right, right. It's fantasy land, you know. Yes. But it, yeah, but it's yeah. a, it's got like a connection to the real world mm-hmm. um, is the thing. Right. And um, so so it, it just struck me. Um, was it? It's not Legend of the Guardians. That's the one with the owls or whatever. Uh, no, no, I I know which one you mean. Um, where it had it's like, like the the, the Jack all the different Frost holotate. and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It is it is something the Guardians. Um, uh, I forget. I can't remember the name. It's remember. very similar. Like it it also feels very similar in the sense that um, the, the 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 that forest that idea of like a magical forest where all the um, immortals live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in this case, it's just Santa Claus. It's, he doesn't really live there. He lives adjacent to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but it does also like, it feels very much like something that, uh, Tim Burton or, 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 yes. who, or, or whomever it was that wrote the nightmare before Christmas was cribbing from, because, you mm-hmm. know, it, it feels very much in that vein. Like there's this special grove where you find the holiday people, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's always been ever since I was a kid that that forest part in, in nightmare that Jack stumbles upon uh, and all the different doors to the different like holiday, you mm-hmm. know, lands and stuff like that. Uh, that's always been like, you know, Oh, I wonder what all the different, like what, what would Thanksgiving land look like? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, it, but he, yeah, he, he, wa- he walks on to the, to the, to the stage of um, Adam's family values where they're doing mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving play. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and this this kind of like evokes that where it's like this kind of like um, almost like you know kind of f- f- the mythical forgotten lands type of thing where it's like it's faded from our reality, but it's still like there, a part of it type mm-hmm. of thing. Well, you know what what I was thinking about as well is um, uh, Tolkien's uh, the Father Christmas letters. Did you ever? Oh, I'm not- you, I'm not familiar with that. So, so apparently, and, and and this is getting slightly off track, but it is within the theme. So I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll allow it of myself. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, like I think from the time that his eldest son was three, I think this is around 1920 or so. He mm-hmm. started writing like these letters that were supposedly from Father Christmas. Okay. And like detailing like these all these little adventures and like the the land uh, you know uh, the 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 land that he lived up in the north or whatever I, I'm not entirely sure if it's the North Pole specifically, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it is but but in yeah. any case uh, like all these adventures he even like has uh, later on. Uh, 
there are like these uh, battles that he has with goblins. Um, And and there's like apparently um, some things that you can sort of like, you know, if if you squint, you glean just the right amount out, you can go, aha, this might have influenced his Lord of the Rings, right? Oh, interesting. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's one of these things that I think I held in my hands and read some, some parts of it or knew of it when I was a mm-hmm. kid, but I never, I never finished reading it uh, or read it, per- you know, like period. I, I don't remember. Yeah. It's, it's been so far back that I'm, I'm confusing perhaps me knowing about it with having held the book. And I'm not entirely sure which of the two happened. <laughs> it's, it's definitely sounds intriguing. Um, and, and yeah, and this very much feels kind of like that where it's like a fantasy author tackles, Santa. Mm-hmm. But with that uh, L. Frank Baum uh, sort of like touch. Uh, yes. So so we'll, let, let's put a pin in that because I, I do want to go back to that because there is something very crunchy about this that I don't think is present in a lot of other fa- like Santa type uh, stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the, the long and short of it is that, uh, you know, basically the great act had found like he's it starts off in present time uh mm-hmm. where they're get, they're gathering together to talk about santa claus and they're all immortals and this may be you know bum 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 the last night that santa rides his sleigh uh <laughs> that's not because they have uh, snipers in you know secret locations you know, scoping him out it's simply that he's old um, he's gotten very old and he's mortal. And then it, the rest of it's sort of like a bit of a, it's like Santa issue zero, uh, type stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. Santa year zero. Uh, yeah. It, it starts off with great act finding him, like being, having been abandoned in the snow and he brings him back. And, uh, you know, like one of the nymphs who is also immortal called Nessile or Nessile. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, she, at first, he gives uh, protection of the child to a lioness uh, that <laughs> yeah. lives there called, was it Shiegra? Yeah, there you she, go. Yeah, Shiegra. Yes. Um, like which is possibly the only design that I wasn't fully sold on because Shiegra in the movie looks very much like a little, like a stuffed animal version of a, of a lioness. Yeah. It, it, she, she looks like the, um, like, like that lion from like the Victorian explorers before they actually saw a lion that they, <laughs> they, they did taxidermy. It's got, it's got, yeah. It's got a little bit of uh, a little bit too much of like a dog in it or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but also like the, the animation is like, I, I feel like the model itself wasn't, um, wasn't the best one in all of mm-hmm. this because like mm-hmm. she, even when she walks, there's not like a, there's not like a fluidity, uh, right. She, she walks a little stiff legged, you know, it's, it's mm, just very, yeah. I'm, I'm sad because like she is like a cool character and it's like a cool yeah, idea. It, it's an, it's a very interesting thing. Just like, just, yeah, I'll just give it to the animal and she'll, she'll want to be that's mom and, and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it, it's a very, <laughs> you don't often just kind of see that kind of thing. Well, and also it, it sort of evokes, right? Like a little bit of uh, Ramus and Re- uh, Romulus and Remus uh, type myth. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, good um, point. Yeah. You know, being, being sort of like raised by a fierce creature, you know. And then uh, what happens is that the, the wood nymph um, starts to take a shine to him and she claims him. And that sort of starts a, a, in a very small conflict where Shiegra is feeling very um, put out by the fact that uh, Nessil has basically taken the baby from her and she's she's the baby's mother. You know, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they both plead their case to the great act. And thankfully the great act is not, uh, is not quite as wise as King Solomon. Um, (laughs) So he says, you know what? Both of you can be mothers. It's fine. You know, he, he is perfectly fine with, you know, having a village, in fact, take care of a child, you know, that's right. Yes. Taking Uh, the Hillary Clinton playbook. (laughs) He he found a third way. (laughs) 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 I may not be Kathy of the comic strips, but I do also say, ack. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, anyway, uh, so uh, basically he grows up, uh, you know, like he eventually makes his first toy. I forget. Why did he make the first toy? Was it because like he saw a kid and he's like, the kid was like crying and he's like, here. Oh, that's what that's right. He couldn't have the cat. Right. And so he's like, you know what? I can make you a cat that you can keep. And he like whittles <laughs> all night. He whittles a cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little cat. Figurine. Blinky. Blinky the cat. Yes. Blinky. What a name. <laughs> um, yeah. And the kid. And But it's funny because he's like the the kind of like unnecessary bit where they're like he invented the word toy (laughs) (laughs) as if that wasn't a word in 1902 already right i'll call this a toy (laughs) like it was like okay (laughs) do you you think in the book they italicized it to make sure it sounded exotic (laughs) maybe (laughs) this is an exotic word toy (laughs) um but anyway uh so in any case uh he he starts like that's sort of like the beginning of his he feels like that's his calling right mm-hmm. um and so you know basically as i understand it the 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 movie itself is sort of like truncates lots of the uh of the source material because it needs to fit into a like an hour slot in of tv yeah. basically mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, this is commercials. yeah this is like a 45 minute long <laughs> Yeah. TV movie. Yeah. The there was there was an interesting bit before um he starts becoming like, you know, Oh, that's gift, right. Yes. Making guy. This is yeah. this was the let me unpin the pin that we were Yeah. Because that right. that's exactly so, what I was going to get to. Go ahead. Yeah, so Ack um the great Ack decides that um claws as they call him is because I mean what did she say uh, it meant, it meant it uh, means, child. <laughs> child in in the forest language um they uh he decides he, you know he's grown up enough and he's immortal so he needs to see the mortal world well no so no he's, he, like, he's not immortal yet he is no no, no, oh, no I'm sorry. he's mortal no, I'm sorry. he's yes. mortal yes yes You're yeah right. so he needs to see the mortal world um and so he um tells him hang on to my belt <laughs> and then they he does he does he does, he does a player of games <laughs> yes yeah yeah exactly <laughs> he takes him down to the slums and he look Oh, your vaunted mortality! This is what it. Uh, this is what it is. Yeah. No, no. He, he, yeah, he's, he's he just kind of shows. Yeah, he's not superior. Like he's not um, superior or condescending about it. He's just like he shows them, and like uh, I think it's like a, a series of little montages. Like not montages, but there's a series of little vignettes where like this kid is being like scolded because he stole a turnip that he should have been uh, basically t- handing in as a crop. Uh, because yeah. he was hungry and that he then he was going to get punished. And then uh, they they, you know, then Ak whisks him off to like the Lord's uh, castle mm. where they're like eating just, you know, like they're just eating just ba- beautiful, a beautiful feast laid out in front of them. And like the Lord is like, oh, could you believe it? He wanted to steal one of my turnips or beets yeah. or whatever the fuck it was. Well, those root vegetables, it doesn't really matter right now. It was a turnip. You're correct. Mm. And uh, like, you know, basically showing the sort of like the, the, the class distinctions, uh, which is, yes. which was something yeah, that was really fascinating to me. It was like, mm-hmm. because like, you know, I don't know, Chris, you've heard like the, the theories regarding like the wizard of Oz and like the, the political um, sort of like theory behind it and whatnot. Honestly, uh, beyond the movie, I, I really don't know much about Oz. Interesting. So, I mean, <clears throat> one of the things that's interesting about the source material is that, um, so, you know, like Dorothy didn't have ruby slippers. She had, they were silver. Mm. And so there's a silver slippers. There's a yellow brick road. There's some interpret. There's a, an interpretation. I don't know if I agree with it completely, but it is interesting because at the time that Baum was was writing these books, uh, and I don't remember. I, I sadly I did not investigate what his politics were for the the period. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a progressive like of that time period, right? Yeah. Um. But you know, at the time there was that whole idea of 
you know, like the the two uh, the 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 bimetal system or whatever it was called. You know, the yeah, the yeah. gold and the silver oh. standard and all that stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah, the 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 cross of gold speech and all yeah, that. All yeah, it was it William Jennings Bryant. Yep. Who we we later find is uh, sort of like excoriated and mocked mercilessly in uh, what is it? Uh, Inherit the whirlwind. The the play. Yeah, inherit the wind. Yeah. Inherit the wind. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's such a weird thing to find that that's like he's. I was first taught about William Jennings Bryant uh, as sort of like a a comical, like an almost uh, caricature of like a a person that's like completely out of touch. Yes. Yeah. It, he's also kind of like lent to like almost like a chaotic. Um, Aura mm-hmm. about him. Too. I can see that. Yeah, he was also apparently anti-imperialist. Although I don't want to scratch too deeply into that right now because I'm pretty sure that anti-imperialist. You scratch a little bit at that period of time and you find out not so great things about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, I think that there's plenty of anti-imperialists that we uh, supposedly hear about that have the same problems nowadays so uh, maybe today yeah, yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe it's not that difficult yeah i don't know <laughs> anyway the the point is that i just found it really fascinating that that is something that is never really uh sort of like tackled in any other like santa type media that i've ever seen yeah it, it, that that's a very good point um because it's it's strange because if if i'm not mistaken that's kind of the the one of or at least one of the stories of saint nicholas obviously you know the the true inspiration for santa uh is that he gave money to poor um mm-hmm. it was something about and I, I forgive me I, I read this a while ago but it was something about there was like some sisters who didn't have money for a dowry or something along those mm-hmm. lines and he would throw a bag of gold in through the window or something along those oh, lines. Oh, you're thinking of Mad Baggins, who uh, disappears in a flash and reappears with a bag of gems. Oh. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I, I, do lo- I do love that that's uh, one of the little g- you know, winks that uh, Tolkien gives you in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, you're, you're probably right. I wouldn't, uh, I have so, not researched St. Nicholas, but. Yeah, so so I do think there is there is kind of that class, you know, not cl- and it wouldn't be class like in the sense that we're like the modern sense we're talking about, but it would be more along the lines of like less, you know, the less fortunate peasants type stuff. Um, uh, th- I, there is that kind of valence to the original story, if I'm correct, which is oh, I, I'm pretty I, sure. I, I just I just yeah, you're not off the mark. He he met a man who could not afford the dowries for his three daughters. And so that they could, they that, that would mean that they would remain unmarried, and so he he sort of like ponied up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But but being apparently he did it secretly, right? He did not. Mm-hmm. Right. He didn't. He right. went to the house under cover of night and threw a purse filled with gold coins through the window opening into the house. Oh my God! I you know I am impressed with my memory. That's, yeah, that, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I guess those those, yeah, Sunday, so, those Sunday school classes paid off, Chris. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but so yeah. So it's it's interesting that this uh, of all the media, the Santa media is the one that's like adheres closer closest to that kind of um, aspect. Yeah, like like this idea that there was a reason why you wanted people to get presents over a <laughs> winter holiday, right? And it's generally because yes. things are you know pickings are really slim when there's snow on the yep. ground, so you know you help yeah. people out. Um, and, and it, it, it also sort of like, I think to your point, um, it sort of like, uh, shows how somewhat commodified and flattened and marketized, um, Mm -hmm. the, the idea of Santa Claus has become over, over time because like, Mm -hmm. this is like, granted, this is, this isn't like it, it was made like you know, back in my grandfather's time, this was made in 1985. Uh, But, but it is adapted from something as, you know, way back when. Uh, Yeah. And, and it, it does actually have that. And it's so interesting to me because it, it then, like you said, it, it, it almost feels like people might've felt a little bad about this, even the tiniest bit of that, 
uh, you know, that, that it hints at, they're like, eh, let's stick to the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one. They, kids love the elf. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, well, and, and then, I mean, like, and they make it very clear, too, because after doing, like, the, you know, the Grand Tour of Misery, um, Santa or Claus is talking to the great actor and is like, you know, if mortal life is so miserable, what's, you know, what, like, what's the point of it? And access something along the lines of like, you know, just trying to make the world better than when, like when you found it or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Um, so I, I think it's like, I mean, that sounds very generic and, and, you know, Hallmark, Hallmark card esque, but, um, I, I think that coupled with the, the little tableaus we just saw, I think is pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, and also it, I think it thematically fits like I, I think Baum was was onto something here because it thematically fits that like so so you know how how do you fix something with tools right and what does what does mm-hmm. Santa do with tools right he makes yeah. presents right? Uh, right so so I mean I, I don't know it, it maybe that's just a little a little bit um, sappy of me but I don't know I think I agree with you it it, it is sort of very direct. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's in a way that is not uh, it, it, it one feels sort of corny uh, to our you know, modern sensibility, more modern sensibilities, but also mm-hmm. is um, it just does not it does not have any way to interpret it any other way. Right. There, there's no way that you right. can sort of like, well, it's hinting at this other. No, no. He's talking about like poor people here. <laughs> Yep, and how yeah. the rich are sort of like assholes who don't want yeah. poor people to have presents or even eat. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so I, I just found that part of it really fascinating. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it it doesn't last a whole lot, lot it is sort of like no, a, an inciting incident towards you know like Claus becoming you know who he then becomes, right? Yes, yes. Um, and and like you said, like he he. He sees the kid who wants to have a cat, but he can't have a cat. Uh, mm-hmm. So he carves him like a little whittles all night for one little cat. Uh, he gets better mm-hmm. over time. He's able to whittle much faster. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I I did I did like that. And um, uh, wh- what is the other thing? Uh, like part of part of the 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 fun of this is in fact that because it's truncated it feels like it has like this weird dream logic to it it does yeah, it move things move very quickly it's like for some reason he decides now he has to go live in the mortal world so he you know oh, leaves the right, forest right. the with, laughing valley the ha the laughing the valley ho, ha, ho, valley <laughs> yes and uh he leaves with with um what's the drink uh, tingle Tingle, the yeah, the the sound elf uh, who knows all sorts of languages and things mm. like that. Um, he's 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 and, great to take on concerts if you were. <laughs> yeah, he must be <laughs> he's a sound guy. Um, but they first they first like build like a lean to and, and it, the this laughing valley or the Hoha Valley um, is basically just looks like you know the um, uh, the the north yeah, pole it's, like it's all it, yeah wintery. it snows there all the time in fact there's like a hard delineation like they they step mm-hmm. out of the forest and it's like oh here's the valley and you're so it's just snow like there's a line of snow yeah. right in, right in front of yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and, and he builds this like really crappy lean to <laughs> and like it's they're, they're heading for a, a, a pretty bad night and then somebody's like oh your friends actually helped you out or something like that and they looks down and the elves had apparently built his workshop, um, his big, like, you know, the classic oh, Santa's right, workshop right. that we know about. Okay. Um, but like, like you said though, like it's not, it's not a clear ABC type of thing. It's kind of just like things are happening. And mm-hmm. like, there's a character who makes like a quick remark about something and they just really quickly move on. Um, and like you said, like if you're not playing kind of close attention, it'll go by mm-hmm. you. Well, I, I also think uh, to, to like, I, I think um, Kurt in other uh, episodes has mentioned that Rankin Bass worked very close to a lot of the people that, um, that later became like Studio Ghibli, right? 
or mm. Ghibli or however you pronounce it exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, because a lot of their stuff was animated by in by Japanese mm-hmm. studios. Yeah, yeah, you can see it in the in the credits for this as well. You know, it's definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but one of the things that struck me is that it feels very much. Ha- have you ever seen uh, My Neighbor Totoro, Chris? Uh, no, I I I have to say my my Ghibli um your lore you know, experience your Ghibli is, lore is low. Yeah, like I, I know about a lot of discourse about it, but I, I've not seen other than like the ones we've done for this ep, for this pod. Yeah, actually. I mean, uh, so Totoro's um, probably one of the first films you know that that we know about, right? That was distributed mm-hmm. widely, and and it it does have a very dreamy quality to it. It 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 just mm-hmm. brings that to mind here as well, where it's like yeah, they they sort of there's a, a loose grip between different parts of this and it doesn't like you said it, it's it's like one or is stitched with one or two stitches only like somebody says mm-hmm. something somebody does something and if you and if yeah. you blinked and missed it i'm i'm being somewhat facetious but it, you know like if you missed it you're going to be like wait what happened but it doesn't really matter because then it feels like you're in a different part of the story now and this is what's happening yeah exactly yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, now he's in his workshop, and now he's yeah. No, wait, no, wait. He's he. They've jumped ahead. I I did love that they they fade yeah. that that fade into him being like a a somewhat gangly kid uh, model, yes. and then suddenly he's like a portly, very bearded uh, <laughs> yep. man. You know, very Grizzly Adams looking guy. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, like interacting with like the uh the the village kids and things like that, reading to them and. And things along those lines, um, and then he decides to. And then at one point, they he wants to deliver all these toys he's made, and so the the Nook guy gives him his reindeer, but it says only on <laughs> yes. Christmas Eve. But he doesn't explain why. <laughs> well, it, it, just just because like, he can only use them on Christmas Eve, Chris. Come on. Okay, well, I guess so. Yeah, not, not everything's explained in yeah, real life. What's the mystery? Like he leases them for one night. It's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to see? Do you want to see the lease, Chris? Come on, it's boring in a show. <laughs> right. um, I, I do love that. This is where the uh, the sudden appearance of rivals or enemies or evil guys show up. You're like the was it the Aquas? <laughs> yes, uh, and, and not not. Not those guys not rule. The, not the ones that sing Barbie World. Uh, <laughs> uh, these are like yeah, like they they look great. Um, they they definitely have. Uh, we referenced it earlier, but they definitely feel like proto Nightmare Before Christmas monsters. Mm-hmm. The, well, and, and the main guy has a lot of like he he almost feels like he would have been a villain in He Man. Mm-hmm. Like very like kind of like barbarian esque like orc looking kind of guy with like lots of tusks and 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 spikes and stuff like that. Like yeah, he he his design of all was. I mean, was my honestly, he, like really cool. if he'd gone really, he he missed his calling. All he needed to do is uh, like play two chords on an electric guitar, go out on the road, and he he'd be a, a fucking amazing metal band. <laughs> he might he might be in Guar now. Yeah, exactly. Know. Yes. Uh, or or killed by Guar. Who knows? We're not entirely <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um uh, fed to the world maggot. Uh <laughs> but but yeah, like they show up and uh, I do love that the 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 thing that they're like, oh, they're invisible. So they can't really do anything. <laughs> it's it's so funny. <laughs> they, they like Oh, they're invisible, but apparently they can also like phase out. Um, did you? Yeah. yeah, you caught that right because they they go in. I did. Yeah, they they go they walk through the walls of the workshop and like they <laughs> tie him up or something. Uh, and later on, they're like they get loose and they're like, oh, we're gonna take them to town anyway, you know. And they're dragging the sled, and then suddenly the sled stops. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's sort of like the the sled gets dragged off to to hell, you know, and uh, even Santa Claus, who has a uh, I mean, Claus at this point, he's not Santa yet. Yes. He hasn't been given the ranking yet. (laughs) Uh, He's he's carrying like the sack over his shoulder and he's uh, they just like grab the sack. He's like, "Eh, eh, eh." 
he doesn't like take any wild swings. I mean, this is a, chil- a children's show, so it's obviously he he can't really be violent, right? Um, right. But but yeah, like he he struggles, and then just simply like they yank it out of his hands, and they've stolen all the toys, and they take them to the cave, yep. <laughs> and then when he uh, goes back to the workshop, he's like, "Well, we all we need, we, we could just make more toys," and they they like say, "Oh yes, please, we we need more toys to fill up the cave." <laughs> Yeah, that's what, yeah, that was, it was very good taunting. Like, we got big caves, there's lots of room to fill, like, keep it coming. I love, I love that, because it, it is true, like, it feels like an actual, like, something would get under your skin, you're like, I'll get you! Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do love that uh, after all that said and done, it, 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 like, Claus can't really do anything, so Ack intervenes, he's like, just fucking owns them one after another <laughs> yeah <laughs> he took out he took out the the silver axe uh from like uh dad of war <laughs> yeah and, and like he basically says like lord forgive me I, I gotta go back to the old me or something like you know what i mean like <laughs> that's right yes yes he, he's like oh i must resort to these tools again you know blah blah yeah. uh but yeah like i i did find it funny that the the axe is silver and has like a little uh stars and swirls motif i was like Oh man, mm-hmm. is this Kratos? <laughs> he gave Kratos his axe. Uh, yeah, but but yeah. Anyway, he, he doesn't really use the axe like in a violent way, except that somehow the axe at the end like throws a laser out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did like that. Uh, Nessela gets a little. Uh, they they the the uh, the aquas. Uh, the king of the aquas goes like ah our mighty dragon and nestle shows up with like a little twig as her little magic wand and just like turns the dragon's flame against him and he burns up <laughs> yeah that was really cool it and it was also interesting that it was specifically an asiatic mm-hmm. dragon like Sin- the yeah like the, the, the Asian- uh yeah like yeah yeah like Long, 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 like worm-like yeah. body. Well, and multi- did, like multiple did sets you of legs. notice that that effect was basically animation? Oh, was it really? And no, I did not notice I mean, it, that. I might be wrong. I, I haven't gone through like frame by frame, but it, it definitely looked like what they ended up doing was that they they animated fire over the 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 model, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess in post of some, you know, like maybe they painted it direct, like it sells directly onto the film stock. I don't know how they do this. Anyway, the the point is then yeah. they slowly like it just becomes full animation the the fire itself. Um because mm-hmm. it doesn't have like a texture within the like within the 3D-ness if you will, right? Um Yeah. That's a that's a yeah, I I some it totally just washed over me. I I, I missed that, but yeah, that's that's I think you're right now that I'm Yeah, it, about it, it it's it's I mean, it looks great. I, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's cool. It, it is funny. It's just like the first thing the dragon does is just get owned. <laughs> yeah, oh, you, your dragon? Oh, yeah. He he was really tough. Uh, what what's next? <laughs> and then they 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 do the usual uh, villain thing where they come one at a time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then like act just basically like oh, zap zap zap. And then when uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the 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 big guy, the king of the aquas. Uh, tries to come at him he just like raises the the axe and it shoots out of like a light and it just disintegrates him basically and yep the the cartoon menace was no more <laughs> yes exactly um and and that kind of like they ended like the main conflict of the of the thing like halfway yeah. through it yeah. <laughs> and then like not there's not a lot like going on the last other than just like him slowly gaining the you know typical accoutrement of mm-hmm. santa claus yep yep well and and we get like uh he he tries to deliver presents but they're cl- the the house is closed and he's like well, mm-hmm. how am i gonna get in yeah and then like you know like his little <laughs> tingle the the sound imp is like you know <laughs> la chimenea la, or whatever yeah <laughs> he's like donde esta la biblioteca um <laughs> yeah uh he definitely has that kind of like, yeah, yeah, like Duolingo on the fritz type of thing. God, could you imagine if it was like, like the owl, like he'd been like the owl from Duolingo, <laughs> um, just threatening, but very cheerful about it. Um, yes, exactly. But yeah, like I, I, I did find that funny uh, because a lot of it is, as you say, like it's, it's him sort of like 
slowly uh, gaining the trappings of what would become Santa Claus. And at the end, basically, uh, it's essentially uh, a shot of him like going like the the immortals have decided that, yes, he is he's going to be given the mantle of immortality. Uh, and yeah. they, there's this you know, sort of like cute um, shot of him, like, you know, curled up in his bed. You you get this idea that he might die in his sleep, and suddenly you get the the silver like I'm sorry the silver the golden uh, mantle, the the literal mm. mantle of immortality. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> that just sort of like zoom, just sort of like phases in and drops over him, and he wakes up, and you know now he's Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, this is Charlie's all hell. I, I, I it, it really was. Um, I, I, like I said, my, 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 my kid was very, like I said, nonplussed about it. But I, I enjoyed it, and I especially enjoy it more now that we've been talking about it and kind of like digging at it because it, it is. I, I'm gonna say like going in. Oh, it's a, it's a Rankin Bass production about a Santa Claus. So I kind of know what's gonna be, but it's not that. It doesn't have any of those trappings. It doesn't have like wreaths. It doesn't have Christmas lights. It doesn't have like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So like, I, I think I was at first put back by like these are just some really weird, like really weird but cool designs. But like, what does this have to do with Santa? Um, but and by the end of it, you know, this is a very cool fantasy short. Well, you know, relatively mm-hmm. short TV special. But it's like it's a very weird and not very good Santa Claus story. If <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Yes. I mean, Santa is almost a secondary character in his own, in the story, right? Yeah, he he totally is. Yeah, it really is all about like the wood nymphs. And yeah, things like that. I mean, it, it it's it's interesting because it, he like he does do things that that makes it sound like dismissive, but he does do things, and he does uh like he makes like things change because of him, but mm-hmm. he also gets so much help, and a lot of it is like him. It, it it feels like um, like I, I made the joke about you know it takes a village, but it it actually feels like uh, it's trying to convey that Santa Claus became who he was because of the community that backed him up. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah, absolutely. And I think he was so the whole. I think that whole bit about like. Um, because he at one point when he's raised by Nasil, he he when he's leaving the the woods, he like finally calls her mother. Oh, that and was, was like, that was, you know, I, of course a, that was sort of touching, right? Because she's it was it was sweet because and I think that's part of like you know so much of like the stuff around Santa is about you know the love of parents for their kids and like you know doing all this stuff and things along those lines and um I that that. I think that this movie does a good job of kind of amplifying that kind of stuff because uh, specifically with regard to your point about like the village raising him, because it feels like they trusted him enough to know that he was going to be making the right decisions, but they put him in the situations where he's had to make the mm-hmm. right decisions. Like, it's not like they like told him, hey, okay, now you got to go deliver these things, but they, but act shows him, you know, the way of the mortal world and, they trust him enough to say, yeah, like that's bad, but he's going to only do good things. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, I think it's, that's kind of all a unifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. And, and I will say that I, I did deduct some points from, from Claus because he called the seal mother, but did you catch the shot where, where, uh, she like looks at him and then puts her head down like sadly. And you're like, come on, man, that's his mom. Oh. That's your mom too. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we have two moms. It's, it's fine. Some sometimes your moms are a, a wood nymph and yes, a lion. I mean, I mean lioness. Let's, let's face it. Um, <laughs> the forest of Burzee uh, is definitely. It does, does seem to be very, uh, very poly inclusive. That's for sure. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was disappointed to find out that this was the very last um, stop motion Rankin Bass oh, special. Oh, that's sad. Like they, they they did more specials, but they were all traditional mm. hand drawn. Well, probably it's it's much more expensive uh, for stop motion, right? Because yeah, you, you have to make the models, you have to do. You know, there's a lot of prep work, and then it's you know what is it shot? You know, like photograph by photograph by photograph. It's just yeah, yeah, excruciating yeah. work. Uh, oh no, I totally get it, and you know, and 
I think you get the sense that they were probably out of juice by that point anyway, yeah. right? So yeah. maybe. Um, but this was, I mean, this was a very cool, very cool. Like I said, don't go in expecting a traditional um, Santa Claus Christmas type story. But if you go in expecting kind of like an interesting little fantasy that, story, that just that just so happens time. to include Santa Claus. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, I, I agree. Well. And, I, I did find see that um, apparently in some of the Oz books, Santa this particular Santa uh, makes oh, appearances. Oh, we're getting a, a, yeah. a Bombaverse. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, shit. C.S. Lewis put fucking Father Christmas in Narnia. You know why not? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I really sort of like was was sort of really charmed by this, and like you said, it. I, I think I I almost I almost made the mistake of expecting it to be like about Santa Claus and it sort of is but not not that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and let's face it, like you know, to a certain degree, like the Santa Claus that is part of like the 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 uh, I guess the collective unconscious or whatever you want to call it exactly, you know, the, the mainstream Santa. Everyone knows about Santa. You don't need to really belabor it. it it's like yeah. it's like. Bruce Wayne's parents, you know, you don't need to have them die. And everything. Yeah, right. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I I think that is all I have for right now. You have any last thoughts there, Chris, other than what you just said? No, I, I, it was it was a really fun. Um, I'm glad you. Yeah, yeah, it. I'm, I'm glad I you know what it was. Uh, I just remembered. um so they showed, I think somebody was showing like the scene where, uh, where Ack tells Claus, come grab on to my belt. We're going to, you know, I'm going to take <laughs> you to the mortal world. And he like goes flying. Um, and it look mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of awkward and weird, but at the same time, like the, the, I think that the person who was posting, it was like slightly making fun of it. And I was like, no, bro, this rules. <laughs> this looks great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I wouldn't watch this now. And I, I, you know, like when they point, when they pointed out that it was the 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 life and adventures of Santa Claus. I was like, fuck yeah, we're gonna do that. <laughs> Just in time <laughs> for the holidays. There we uh, go. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Chris, thanks again, man. Uh, everyone out there, thanks again. Happy holidays uh, for those who observe it. And if not, you know, you can be miserable over the holidays as well. It's fine. They're all valid, mm. uh, but. We'll catch you next time here on Podside.